Welcome to a new episode uh, where I review Beach Boys albums, and today we're going to review the Smile Sessions. Uh, going back to 1998 for me, uh, this was when I really became a huge Beach Boys fan beyond just the hits, you know, because uh, the first time I heard the Beach Boys was 1991. Uh, my dad had a CD of Endless Summer and immediately liked it as Harmony was always my first. Uh, it, it was the first thing that I loved about music uh, way before I heard the Beach Boys. Um, and then I heard this rock and roll with Harmony in it. And of course, I was also into um, doo-wop and even like... Uh, uh, R&B from the 90s, like Boys to Men and All for One and stuff like that. So the Beach Boys, I liked right away. And I liked all the hits and some of the, you know, albums that I got previously were like Serpent Safari, the Today album, Summer Day, Summer Nights, um, and some of the greatest hits <laughs> that were out. Those were some of my earliest. And of course, I think Still Cruising was one I had early on and stuff like that. So I was just a basic Beach Boys fan. And leading up to me becoming a, a <laughs> fascinated by Smile, I would say sometime in 1998, I want to say it was the summer of 98, I was listening to oldies and... Uh, the song Strawberry Fields Forever came on. It was the first time I had heard that by the Beatles. And I was just blown away by the creativity and the weirdness of the song. And I became, I got really into looking for weird music after that. Um, you know, I wasn't really expecting it from the Beach Boys, from what I had heard, but I started discovering like, Elephant Six Record Company uh, with bands like Olivia Tremor Control, Neutral Milk Hotel, and the Music Tapes, and, and many more. Uh, I discovered other psychedelic music of the 60s from the Beatles. Uh, I, I think the first Beatles album I bought was uh, Magical Mystery Tour. <laughs> uh, the first I heard was Hard Day's Night, which my dad had, and I was not a big fan of it at the time. That was also in 1991 uh, when I went through his CDs and, you know, discovered some things. I, I do like uh, Hard Day's Night now, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. But at the time, I thought it was boring. Well, when I heard Strawberry Fields, I immediately wanted to get the album. So I got Magical Mystery Tour. And then through, you know... Um, documentaries and such. I heard a lot of mention of Sgt. Pepper, so I got that one as well. Anyway, so I was kind of in that mind frame after that uh, in 98. And I remember that the Beach Boys were uh, doing a documentary on VH1. Uh, um, and I had a friend of mine record it on VHS, believe it or not. Uh, 
I guess VHS was still, you know, video was still uh, pretty popular in the late 90s. And I watched that, and when it got to the smile stuff, I was just blown away. Now, I think I had heard some of that before. I think that I had heard some of their hippie stuff before in a previous documentary. I, I, I have a vague memory that I was on, it was on TV. They were showing the 1985 documentary, um, and I can't remember what it's called. The Amer America's Band or something like that, which half of it was filmed in 76, but it was narrated in 85, I believe, something like that. And when they got to the, you know, when they were, when they looked like hippies, it kind of freaked me out. Like, I wasn't really ready for that at the time. You know, I don't know. I was kind of more innocent younger although i never when i say that it makes it sound like i got into drugs or something i never got into drugs but i didn't really get the whole weird hippie thing until 98 and just got into the artistic side of psychedelic music and indie rock and all that stuff so um yeah and and then i became just fascinated finding out that this had never been released um, sometime later, um, actually, I'm trying to remember the order of things, but, um, I know that the two first came out, I think in 2000 and I was really excited to find, you know, smile stuff if I could. And, um, you know, the smiley smile album. I got, and I was very disappointed, although it's grown on me, but at the time I was, and that'll be the next review. Um, and I was like, this is not what I heard. You know, these some of, some of these songs are, are there, but like they're different versions of the same songs, you know, and things like that. Um, and then I, I did, I did, I was pleasantly surprised when I got the Friends 2020 twofer and cabin essence was on there and our prayer and then later sunflower surfs up i found cool cool water and things like that um and then the box set the the good vibrations box set which i guess i got i don't know what year it came out originally but um, i don't think i got it new obviously but it was i found it in the store somewhere at that time and found a lot of smile stuff on there and i was you know and i started making my own mixtapes which a lot of people were doing and i tried to put together my own smile based on things that i'd read it and whatever so that was you know 99 2000 2001 right in that era and i was just blown away by it and anytime i had a recording which reminds me of uh, napster because some of the stuff that I couldn't find legally, I found on Napster. And, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that. If I can't find something, if it's not available, and I really want to hear something, that's where I went. Well, Napster doesn't exist anymore. But you can hear all kinds of bootlegs, unreleased stuff on YouTube now. <laughs> People put it out all the time. Um, 
so anyway, that's kind of my, uh, leading up to my first, I guess you could say, um, impression of hearing the smile stuff. So, um, so let's go ahead and get into it here. Um, first of all, the recordings were 66, 67. So I'm going by the recording dates. This would have been the follow-up to Pet Sounds. And I think if it had been completed and released, I think it would have been better. In fact, the songs that I've heard are, are a step up, the ones that are completed especially. And if the album had been completed, I think it's pretty close, but there, it could use a few more things. Uh, it could have been there, Sgt. Pepper. It could have helped bridge them into the hippie era more, you know. Unfortunately, this didn't come out and until October 31st, 2011. And that's when we got the official release of the Smile Sessions. Um, so, you know, these are things that, that's just guesswork on my part, but I think that if this album had been finished and released in early 67, uh, it would have helped them just as Sgt. Pepper helped the Beatles uh, get into the late 60s and be appreciated by the new thing, you know. Okay, so the manager at the time is Nick Grillo, producer Brian Wilson. I don't have an engineer here, but I'm assuming it's the same as the Pet Sounds Chuck Britt's. Um, now, Brothers Records was formed uh, while, or I guess towards the end of the Smile Sessions in 1967, and Capitol Records was to distribute Brothers Records stuff. Um, I guess that was the agreement. But uh, before that, there was litigation with Capitol Records. Um, I don't know all the details, but I think it had something to do with with Capital not promoting Pet Sounds and instead releasing of greatest hits like a month later and really not giving and continuing to promote the Beach Boys as a surfing car and car band when they had clearly wanted to change and had changed. And so, you know, I don't know if that was the only thing, but but there was lawsuits going on. Brian was taking his time to make a masterpiece. You know, good art takes time, but Capitol kept wanting to rush things out, which is the reason they released Party right before Pet Sounds, right? You know, to get something out, to, to appease the record company. Um, and time kept slipping by. Now, they did have a big hit. Good Vibrations went to number one. Um, and so there was some anticipation and I think the record company was excited about the direction they were going after good vibrations and started pressing uh, a cover and, and saying it's going to come out in January and you can actually find, uh, ads where it says this will come out in January of 1967. But unfortunately, I think Brian wasn't ready to release it in January of 67. Uh, 
And a lot of other things were going on where he was taking drugs. Um, now, I think during the making of Smile, when he was recording Smile, for the most part, he was in good shape. Now, he'd already had a nervous breakdown in 64 and quit touring, um, but he became more, I guess, he, he created more quality in the studio over the next couple of years. Um, but I think towards the end of the sessions, by early 67, he started getting paranoid. And um, there's a few stories we can talk about, and I guess I'll talk about those when we get to the songs uh, specifically. Um, the album cover is an art depiction of a state. Oh, sorry, yes, I, I can't read my handwriting. A Store with Children and Smiles by Frank Holmes. This is bright and happy uh, cover, creative. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, not just the cover, but a lot of the artwork that was meant for this album that you can actually find in the box set that came out in 2011 um, is very interesting artwork. And I think it fits the music very well. And I love this album cover, and I give it a 10 out of 10. Now on to the songs. <laughs> Number one is Our Prayer, written by Brian Wilson. And there are no words or instruments, just vocals. Ahs and oohs. And it's got this kind of Gregorian chant thing, I think. That's kind of what I would think if the Beach Boys sang Gregorian chants, <laughs> but with no words. That's kind of the vibe I get from this. Um, I give it a 10 artistically and in production, but uh, catchiness is where it hurts a little bit, but uh, still does very well. I give this track an 8.0. <laughs> Number two is G, written by William Davis and uh, M. Levy. I don't know what the first name is. I just wrote down M. Levy. Uh, now, this is hard to review because it's kind of a gap piece. So in the context of the album, it works fine. I'm not a big fan of it, isolated. Um, it is kind of catchy. It has a bit of a hook. Um, and, you know, it's... It's fine for what it is. I don't give it great artistic mark or poetry because there's not re not really much in terms of words. Um, but I do give it a nine in production. And this is again something more for the entire album than it is for what you know an individual track. But I give this a six point six. I've been in this town so long and back in the city. I've been taken for lost and gone. Number three is Heroes and Villains, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. This is a uh, this is kind of supposed to be the central piece, I guess you could say, uh, to the album, uh, central thematically. Um, I think um, 
it's an amazing song. So don't get me wrong here. The, the arrangements and the movement of the vocals and all that stuff is just simply amazing. Uh, as a song in and of itself, I'm not, I have to be in the mood. <laughs> and in the context of the album, it works great. It's, it's a fantastic song, um, but it's not one of my favorites. I'll just say that. But it still gets good marks. Um, you know, the catchiness is an eight, uh, artistically a 10, and poetically a 10. The hook is, you know, that chorus is a strong hook. And, um, you know, you got a lot of harpsichord in here and, and everything. And I think it's a fantastic song. Um, now this is a little different than the single that came out. There's more to it. It's better than the single in my opinion. And, um, you know, this is just um, an artistic piece that probably could have been better. I mean, there's sections that they left out of this version that I've heard. Uh, this exploding uh, thing that happens that should be in the song, in my opinion, that would make it a little better. But uh, overall, this song still does fantastic, even though I'm not as big of a fan as this song deserves because you know whatever but i give this a 9.6 number four is do you like worms written by brian wilson and van dyke parks this is another, this is one of those tracks that made, that flipped me out when I first heard it, you know, in the uh, Good Vibrations box set was the first time I heard this. And um, I think the, the mixes on this box set, the Smile Sessions box set is even better. But, uh, but yeah, the chants especially is just so weird. I do recall, you know, before I heard the, anything with Smile, I recall seeing a video where Mike Love was was chanting them, and then of course in the VH1, uh, he was chanting them live, and then in the VH1 documentary, um, I heard, you know, in fact, I think, I don't remember if it was the Endless Summer, uh, I mean, Endless Harmony documentary on VH1 or another one, but there's kind of that video of Carl and Dennis doing weird things with their arms and this track is playing and it flashes back and forth between the two of them. I don't remember, but anyway, um, yeah, this is an amazing track. It has the same um, chorus notes with different words, you know, uh, just a strange track. I feel like it's unfinished and there's vocals that were added to Brian's 2004 live version of this where he added more vocals or more uh, lyrics. Um, this is more of an artistic piece, not not as much uh, in terms of catchiness, but uh, a fantastic uh, track. And this song gets an 8.6. Number five is I'm in Great Shape, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Very short and sweet, 
um, the vocal uh, on here, I don't think it's the final, what would have been the final production. Uh, it's kind of a poor recording, like a demo. But the backing track that came out on the box set is great. The kind of the, the vibrate, how do you explain whatever that effect is at the end of this is, is really good. Uh, short, short track. I give it a 5.8. Six is Barnyard by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Uh, I love this track. It's very short. It's more of a gap piece, but um, Brian does a good performance on it. I think the backing track is great. It's it's more about the context of the album, but I do like it isolated too. I mean, as short as it is, I actually like it isolated. And it could have maybe become a, a you know, if the added verses and stuff could have been its own song, perhaps, you know. But, um, yeah, uh, main thing on here is artistically it gets a 10. And uh, even though I don't think it's, it was more of a, parts of it is still in demo form, but I still give it a 9 in production. And so overall, uh, this track gets an 8.4. <laughs> seven is old master painter and you are my sunshine uh i i didn't write down the first initials but the credit goes to gillespie davis or maybe that is the, no that's two different last names and mitchell so obviously these are both um you know traditional songs i think these also work great in the context of the album this is like four although i'm counting this is this is one track uh, this is listed as one track but three uh three or four short pieces in a row <laughs> which only works in the context of the album it's difficult to uh, review this but i do enjoy these and dennis does a nice job uh singing lead I've been forgetting to say who's singing lead, but it's been mostly Brian so far. But this is Dennis on this one. Um, and it's more of a depressing kind of a version of You Are My Sunshine, you know? And I always heard it as You Were My Sunshine, which would fit better with the music that they have here. Um, but overall, this song gets a 6.4. Number eight is Cabinescence, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Lead vocal by Carl Wilson, at the at least on the verses. Um, and then Mike sings the tag at the end, uh, or the beginning of the round. <clears throat> but uh, mostly Carl. This is a masterpiece. This is a fantastic song. Um, the weakness would be the lyrical hook. It's it's not the, as Mike Love would say, it's not the most accessible lyrics, but it is a ten of poetry. And it is catchy enough with the banjo and everything. I give it a nine in there. 
Um, and so this is a fantastic song. Um, uh, the chorus on here is just amazing. It's like a vocal masterpiece, the way their voices are whirling and, and all that stuff, uh, the different uh, things going on, different, different things rhythmically. Uh, vocally and all that stuff is just fantastic and then the round at the end is just beautiful so this is a, a great song and overall i give it a 9.2 she belongs there left with her liberty never known as a number nine is wonderful written by brian wilson and van dyke parks <laughs> And the title of it basically defines it, so I'll move on. No, I'm kidding. Um, this sounds like a Baroque piece, like Brian Wilson. If, if Bach was born, you know, 400 years later and did a pop song, it might sound something like this. And it's just a pretty song, the harpsichord and Brian's voice on it and everything. It's, it's just, uh, it's fantastic. And overall, this song gets a 9.0. Track number 10, and I don't know if this is two different tracks or not, but I'm putting them as one song for children. And Child is the Father of the Man by Brian Wilson at Van Dyke Parks. Uh, there's no lead singer on this. Um, Song for Children comes out beautifully following Wonderful. And it's kind of an instrumental. Although vocals were at, at ly lyrics were added to the 2004 version. And I'll talk more about that a little later. But, um, you know, it is it is a, an amazing track. I love the Child is the Father of the Man uh, vocals. I mean, it is it is very creative and interesting. Um, and, you know, this is a gap piece, but I'm just, especially Child is the Father of the Man, I'm just blown away by it. Um, and this song gets an 8.8. .8. The diamond necklace played the pawn, and a handsome drum to love walk to a handsome man at the top. Act number 11 or 12, depending on how these are listed. But anyway, Surf's Up, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Lead vocal by Surf's Up, not to be confused with the one that came out on the Surf's Up album five years or four years later uh, with Carl Wilson singing and some additional instrumentation. Um, yeah, this is a fantastic song. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> it's one of the best things they ever did, although I think that the one in 71 is a little bit better. I don't know why most people prefer this one. Maybe just because it it was record it's all recorded at this time um but yeah this is a fantastic song 
lyrics, and uh, the, the lyrics are, are uh, very poetic, uh, highly poetic. And I know Mike Love would complain about not understanding what they mean, but I think it's, it, um, it makes a, a picture that is very interesting um, that you can kind of understand uh, in, in the back of your, I don't know how to explain, like subconsciously, it sort of makes sense. Uh, but, you know, but regardless, I, I think it just works. The, the lyrics work very well. And overall, this song gets a 9.4. Number 13, <laughs> I guess that's where we are. I Want to Be Around slash Workshop, written by Johnny Mercer and Brian Wilson. I guess I Want to Be Around as a traditional piece. Uh, this is another gap or a couple of gap tracks, I, I guess, or songs, I should say, not tracks, because it's all one track. Very short. Um, I, I think it's artistic. It's a creative little thing, especially the workshop stuff. Catchiness, it's it's only a two. Um, you know, not much else to say about this. Um it works in the context of the album, just like the other Gap pieces, but not something I typically listen to isolated. Overall, I give it a 6.7. Track number, whatever number we're on now, is Vegetables, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks sung uh, lead vocal by Al Jardine. This is a fantastic song. It's catchy, it's artistic, it's creative, it's super produced. Uh, it's just, I love it. It's got a great hook, very poetic. And this is a perfect 10 out of 10, 10.0. I just think it's a great track all the way around. Uh, I think the only reason it doesn't work as a single is because there's like pauses in the song, but um, I still think it could have been a single, I don't know. But um, yeah, just fantastic piece, 10.0 for Vegetables. The next track is Holidays. Written by Brian Wilson. This is an instrumental, although uh, lyrics were added in 2004, but not in the 66-67 recordings. Um, this is a great uh, instrumental uh, standalone. I mean, it works uh, by itself, too. I mean, it, it's kind of like the instrumentals in Pet Sounds, <laughs> although it's I think it's fairly short, so it's not quite there, but... Um, but it is a great gap piece and longer than the other gap pieces, I think. And anyway, but um, yeah, this this uh, does very well artistically, a 10. Uh, other stuff does above average as well. And overall, this track gets an 8.3.
track is Wind Chimes, written by Brian Wilson, lead vocal by Carl Wilson, and there might be some other short leads, but mostly Carl. I love this song. Um, there was a, a version of Wind Chimes on the Good Vibration box set that doesn't come close to the mix that they did here, or the edits they did here. This is just amazing. It's a it's an orchestral. The backing track is fantastic. The vocals are fantastic. The lyrics are both you know accessible and poetic and well produced. Another 10 out of 10 overall for this song. 10.0 for wind chimes. Especially love the bass that that's in the bridge section. Do, 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 you know, that part. Uh, that was not in the Good Vibrations box set, but uh, it was in the 2004 version. And so they, they there was old recordings with that section. And it's just, it's just fantastic. Uh, and of course the, the vocal arrangements are amazing as well. So another 10.0. The next track is Mrs. O'Leary's Cow, also known as The Elements. Now, apparently, there was supposed to be four different tracks. Now, what ended up happening was Wind Chimes became Air, uh, Vegetables became Earth, and uh, Cool Water, which we haven't gotten to yet, became Water. And obviously, this one is the Fire Tapes, also known as Mrs. O'Leary's Cow which was a famous cow in Chicago that, that started the Chicago fire. <laughs> so uh, I love that. But, you know, Brian Wilson, um, the, one of the stories behind this is that he had all the musicians in the studio wearing fire helmets and he had a bu bucket with burning wood in the studio <laughs> to help get the, the mood up, I guess. Uh, that's kind of the funny part. The not so funny part is that during the recordings of this, there was a, a building that burned down just down the street of the studio. And Brian, I guess, started having some paranoia thoughts and thought somehow that this track started that fire mystically. And he became paranoid uh, about it. And it was probably just a reflection of where he was at the time. Um, and, and while we're here, I'll, I'll go ahead and mention that uh, he also thought his house was bugged by either his dad or Phil Spector. Um, you know, things like that were starting to happen. Um, but anyway, uh, back to this track, though. I, it's a fantastic piece of work. A 10 artistically, 10 in production. Uh, a little less uh, catchy. Well... Uh, Catchiness-wise, it's not a 10, but above average. I mean, it is something to behold, I guess you could say. And overall, this song gets an 8.7. Next 
track is Love to Say Dada by Brian Wilson. This feels like an un, or, or an incomplete track, although it's pretty interesting in and of itself. Um, it's not one of my favorites. Um, and earlier I made the mistake of saying that cool, cool Water was the water section, but it's actually Love to Say Dada, although it does have the water chants. Um, but it doesn't have the the uh, cool in, so cool, cool. But it does have the uh, water, water, water. Anyway, going into it. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, again with the context of the album, it's it's a very good song. Um, the reason I was confused is because in my alternate album, which we will get to here shortly, doesn't I don't use this. I use the early the cool pool water track. Anyway. Um, but yeah, this is a nice little song, um, and, uh, but not one of my favorite, and overall it gets a 6.4. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear, and the way the sunlight plays upon her hair. That song on the album is Good Vibrations, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. This is a one of the or one of the best songs they ever did, if not the best. Now, this is not the single. It's a you know mostly the same, but there's a section uh, where they do the hum de doos that's added to this, which I think makes it a little better, honestly, if if that's possible. But the original version is a ten out of ten anyway. But. Uh, so I don't know how you could go higher than that, but you know, it's, it's just a tiny little thing, so I didn't really add anything to it, but yeah, 10 out of 10 for Good Vibrations. The album flow is a 10 out of 10. Obviously, it's meant to be listened to from beginning to end, and uh, you know, it's just, uh, I think some of the best music ever put down, even though it's not all completed. It's like the un uncompleted masterwork. And I think there's other versions of that out there, you know, in life, uh, in other, other artists, other art forms. And this is one of them. And who knows what this could have been had it been, had it been completed. But unfortunately, Brian got into drugs and paranoia and, and mental health issues and all of that stuff kind of like Sid Barrett did um, and Daniel Johnston and Rocky Erickson and I'm sure that there's many more that fell victim to these things um, and it's not you know it's not happy it's not all good uh, but thankfully Brian survived and he's still alive today now he's not in the greatest of shape you know, he hasn't been, you know, I think he hasn't, doesn't have it all there because of over the years of drug use. And also that the, uh, his doctor probably messed him up a bit as well. And you could also throw in the abuse of his father and his doctor, Eugene Landy. Um, and more about that, if, if you want to hear more about that, I would recommend watching Love and Mercy. It's a movie about Brian Wilson starring uh, Paul Dano and John Cusack. 
So check that out. But anyway, um, the Smile album was not complete at the time. Uh, obviously, it was unfinished. Now, some of these tracks came out in later albums. Uh, Cabin Essence came out on the 2020 album, and Surf's Up came out, or Our Prayer was also on the 2020 album. Surf's Up came out on the uh, Surf's Up album, and other things. So, uh, let me think, did anything else come out? I guess Mama Says on Wild Honey, which I'm not a big fan of. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah, but overall it didn't, it, it never came out. It, it just, you know, until 2011. But there were talks about them wanting to put it out with Carl and the Passions as a twofer uh, in 1972, I guess. But they never did. Uh, instead, they put pet sounds on there with it, which people might have probably already had. So, but in 2004, Brian uh, put a live version down and it was fantastic. And one of my favorite concerts I ever went to. Uh, just amazing. His backing band was great. And the last 20 years when Brian was touring, I saw him like five times. Although one of those times was with the Beach Boys, the 2012 reunion, which was also fantastic. Um, and, you know, just over the years, uh, you know, I'll, I don't want to get too much into his solo career, but let's just say 2004 was a big step. And, and I would recommend finding the documentary called Beautiful Dreamer. And it's about Brian's journey in in completing or at least putting together a 2004 version of Smile and sort of the the psychological hurdles he had to jump through to get this completed and out there. And that was just, you know, going to that concert was just amazing, a memory I'll never forget. And uh, yeah, so... The Smile album is one of my favorite of all time, although it's kind of bittersweet because it never was fully completed. And, I, you know, the cool thing about this is people have made their own versions and there's so many different versions of it out there. Um, but for now, let me give you my score for the Smile sessions. The overall score is an 8.50 out of 10. So thank you for my listening to my review of the smile sessions. I think it's one of the greatest things I ever put down. And now I want to get into uh, the alternate, or I guess you could say my smile album. And I'll just say a few things before I go into it. Uh, I did take out a few of the gap pieces that I didn't care for as much. Um, I don't remember which ones, but I took out a couple of those. And also I used this 1971 version of Surf's Up because I think it's superior. Some people might consider that a heresy because some of that was added in 71 or 70 whenever they recorded that. But um, that's just what I do. <laughs> 
what I chose to do. And also, um, there are some skit things in here, and that, that might surprise you along the way. And uh, I also used a couple of things that were not in the official Smile Session album, uh, such as, but they are in the box set, such as He Gives Speeches. Um, and I use it in an unusual place, so look forward to that. And uh, the Joe fell into his French horn, George fell into his French horn, I believe, is another thing in here. Um, so uh, here is side A. I hope you enjoy it.
there I watched her. She spun around and round in the warmth. Her body fanned the flame of the dance. Bye. 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 
the end of side a hope you've enjoyed that so far enjoyed it so far and that was brought to you by nobody <laughs> i like saying that uh okay here's side b i, I love the colorful clothes you wear and the way the sunlight plays upon her head
I said no. I don't want you to have them. Let me just put them in my glove Look, I spent a lot of time on weekends growing those. Vegetables. I haven't had anything to eat for weeks. Would you just move on? Why can't I have a little Move bit? on. Get a job somewhere and buy some vegetables. Listen, meathead, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm giving you fair warning. You're going to get a tomato all over your puss. You see this tomato? Yeah. How'd you like to get it right in your face? I don't care. Don't get smart, kid. Let me Take your hands off of those radishes. Those are my vegetables. How'd you like to get pushed over that hill? Don't get smart with me and laugh, smart aleck punk. Wait a second, no? You can't be stupid. You don't want to be mean. You want to be stupid. You don't want to be That's the idea, man. But you're taking my vegetables. It's got to be bad. You're not just put 
out of there, man. Yeah, I'm stuck between the C and the C sharp. I'm trying to get out. I'm sorry. There. Ah, there he is. Now listen, I'll hit it with the mallet, and you grab the mallet as it goes up, and it'll lift you up. Go slow because I'm on. Here we go. Just a little at a time. There, I'm on. All right. Now, one more time, and boost yourself all the way out. Wait a minute. Strike the B flat. I want to be around my vegetables. Child, the father of the man. Walk, child, child, the father of the man. Child, child, the father of the father of the man. Rush the background. 
carriage across the fog to step to lamplight cellar tune. The laughs come hard in all lengths. The glass was raised to fire and rose the fullness of the wine. The dim last toasting. While I poured a Choke of grief, heart hardened I Beyond belief, a broken man Too tough to cry Surf's up Board a tidal wave Come about hard and join the young and spring you gave I heard the word wonderful thing a children's song 